Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast, brought to you each and every day this summer by Ketone IQ. Of course, made by HVMN. We'll talk about that a little later. But before that, we're going to talk about stage 17, lots of action. Alain, what, what did we do? Stage 17, Saint-Gervais-Mont-Blanc <laughs> to Courchevel. Saint-Gervais-Mont-Blanc to Courchevel. See, it's so much better if, if there's any kind of dash in it, you know, and it just runs like that. I, listen, at some point, one of these days, y'all are going to have to humor me and laugh at this shit just like I do. <laughs> no, that's your thing. Yep, that's your thing. Um, uh, <laughs> Own it. What, 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 uh, um, today, uh, as was uh, anticipated, and, and I think going into the tour, a lot of riders viewed this day as the hardest, hardest stage of the tour, um, what they call the queen stage, certainly, and also the highest point in the tour. That's, I think they call it the, the Trophy Henri de Grange. So that means... At any point in the stage where you reach the highest elevation, uh, you get the, that climb is designated that. Of course, we had that today. Uh, two big storylines. Felix Gall, exceptional. We'll break down his performance, too. Um, and uh, arguably the biggest news of the day, which is always a bummer for somebody, you know, a young writer like Felix Gall, um, uh, who deserves to be talked about. Everybody's going to be talking about um, just the complete um, destruction of Tadej Pogacar today. Lots of thoughts on that, so we'll get into that as well. But before we do, today's show brought to you by Roka. Today, uh, Roka has completely invented uh, a, a whole new class of eyewear. Um, glasses optimized um, for performance, uh, f- for cool looks. Look here, I got my the titanium aviators are back today because I thought with the black shirt, white watch, you know, I'm not looking, George. Looking good. Huh? So on the casual side, also on the prescription side, of course, the my 2.0 readers are never far. Uh, they're unbelievably lightweight. Um, you'll literally forget that you're wearing them. They have no slip. So if you're out there sweating, uh, whether you're on the bike or, or running, or it doesn't really matter. Um, they just won't slip. And so, and not only is Roca working with a bunch of fantastic, uh, badass cyclists and triathletes, they're also working with a bunch of folks in the special forces, which is an, uh, incredible hand built in our hometown of Austin, Texas. Uh, the move listeners get 20% off. All right, that's 20% off. Just go to Roka, R-O-K-A dot com and use the code THEMOVE for 20% off. Also today brought to you by Wahoo. Now, I, 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 George and I have been talking about this for weeks and, uh, I'm, and we've heard it. We heard it from Cav that a lot of guys are using their computer because the mapping has gotten so good, especially um, on the Wahoo computers. If you haven't seen these downhills that much, look, folks, if you're watching the race, you see how dangerous these downhills are. And if you make a mistake, there's a lot of times there's no guardrail, there's no safety net. It's, it's a bad outcome. I personally know that, that when I, if I were doing a descent that I had not seen before, I would be not in the corners, but certainly leading up to dangerous corners. I'd be focused on the computer, which uh, I know they're doing. Oof, I don't know. That, was, that scares me. But if they're doing it and it's working... And it's keeping them safer, then okay. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, obviously, uh, a public service announcement. If you are trying this at home, look up before the corner. <laughs> All right? If it says a dangerous one is coming. Wahoo cycling products are trusted by the Pro Peloton. They are the number one bike computer used in this Tour de France's Peloton. Um, we see Wahoo's Element Bolt GPS bike computer on the handlebars of more teams than any other brand. Now you can save 20% off on select full-price products by using the coupon code THEMOVE at checkout. So during the tour, go to wahoofitness.com slash THEMOVE and enter the code THEMOVE to save 20% off. 
Uh, where do we start? Let's, let's get, you know what, let's, let's, um, let's do the right thing. Right. I, I touched on a second ago. Uh, let's talk about Felix Gall. I mean, I thought for him, uh, by the way, uh, if for those members, uh, of ours who, uh, subscribe and are listening to outcomes, our sports betting show, uh, this was, uh, propeller head Spencer Martin's pick yesterday. I don't know exactly when folks got in. It was somewhere around plus twenty nine hundred and plus thirty five hundred. Yeah, that's that's a nice return. Um, that could have put me in the black. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing about outcomes is it just takes a couple of those days. And, and Spencer usually texts me. So uh, Spencer, I don't know what happened yeah. yesterday, but he forgot to text me. But a fantastic ride <laughs> um, from a young rider who came into this tour. He had just won a stage at Tour of Switzerland. He came into the tour uh, as, a, as really in a support role for Ben O'Connor on AG2R and, and gets himself a stage win, young Austrian kid, and, and, and rode a fantastic climb. I mean, it wasn't as if he was gifted the stage. He rode fast, and he, and he rode the downhill conservatively and, and hung on. Look, AG2, AG2R has been around for forever, one of the oldest teams in the peloton. They got experience. They usually come away with a stage win. They've made it to two over two weeks into the Tour de France without one, but it was clear today they had a plan. They had several guys in the breakaway. They had Ben O'Connor making some mad tempo at the bottom of that last climb. Felix said he was feeling really good throughout the day. Um, he actually just went in the breakaway to try to get a head start away from the GC guys, not really thinking of the stage win. But once he got on that final climb and he's got the teammates to set the pace, he just rode away from everybody. It was pretty awesome to watch. And I'm pretty sure this is a name that has not come up uh, on this show until this season, uh, Tour of Switzerland, and then now. Right. Like, that's how yeah. – and I'm looking. He was on a Sunweb development team up through 2019, uh, and he's got a couple more years with AG2R. But um, Yeah, he's only 25 years old, so he's just – Breaking out right now. I mean, winning the Queen stage of the Tour de France. And one of the added benefits of his ride today, and, and you know, you guys, especially you two sitting here, you know, I just, I think the polka dot jersey is, is, is I don't understand. I don't, I mean, I, we, we clearly know who is the best climber in the race, but, 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 but maybe for the first time in seven years, I, I'm starting to get a little excitement, right? Uh, you have uh, Giulio Ciccone, who was in the break today as well, uh, in the actual polka dot jersey, but it's getting close. Felix, Philippe Scal, Philippe's, <laughs> let me say that one more time. Felix. Felix Scal is only six points behind. Jonas Vingegaard, who's clearly the best climber in the race, is only seven points behind. And we have a lot of these stages where there's a lot of opportunities. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of feeling it right this second. Not only that, they got the momentum. Felix got a stage win. The team had several guys in the breakaway. Um, being on the podium in Paris in the polka dot jersey for a team like AG2R is massive, and they have nothing to lose now. So I can I can really see them fighting for this now. Yeah, yeah. The other the other big headline today was is is just was Tadi Pogachar and just you know I understand it is uh, after what he went through yesterday. By the way, I mean keep in mind he did he didn't have a terrible race yesterday. He still finished second. He beat guys like Wout Van Aert. But boy, is it hard to go to bed last night knowing that you lost almost two minutes to your chief rival and then come back for the queen stage. And it just, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's morale. I don't know if its if it was the way he raced the spring campaign with the crash and the broken wrist, or if it's just that this tour is catching up to him as it is to a lot of people. He, he, um, you saw him. He didn't look good on the bike. The yeah. you know, not, on those not, final two climbs, and then this jersey comes unzipped, and it just they said, were. All, I mean, they were 
half the Peloton was fully unzipped today too. It, it, it was, was very hot. It was supposed to be cooler. Uh, we thought, but yeah, they were cooking out there today. Not only that, but he, a guy like Pogachar, one of the, the best bike handlers in the bunch, the guy won Tour of Flanders, Emsel Gold Race, which is which are technically the most uh, difficult races to position yourself. You see him a lot of times on his own in races like Tour of Flanders, navigating uh, the most uh, treacherous roads in the pro cycling uh, calendar. And he is so good at that. But today, early on, you see him overlap a wheel and go down. Like That is so unlike Tadej Pogacar. You'd never see that. So clearly there's a lot going on. Perhaps he's questioning his form and he's just, he's making small mistakes that a guy like that, and today he bonked. So he not only did he crash, he said three and a half hours into the race, he just felt completely empty. Mm. So these are just mistakes that you rarely see from a guy like that. Yeah, those are little mental lapses that, yeah. that a rider like him should not be making. Um, and, 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 you know, making a, or having a crash like that that's clearly unavoidable, you're just not, just not paying attention. I would love your thoughts because I have a, a, an idea of how you both will feel about it. But if you look at his season as a whole, you know, Flanders, Flesh, and Amstel, and a podium at the Tour de France, it's like, it's a pretty remarkable season that any rider would dream of. But I, I know to you, like, I'm guessing Tour de France is everything. Right. And they didn't build the season around that necessarily. Well, for starters, we're not done with the Tour de France. So yep. the, his podium place is not secured. Um, yeah, tomorrow relatively easy. Friday relative. Saturday is a very very difficult day. Up and down all day long. He has another day like today. He will not be on the podium in Paris. If if he can manage to get through it, you know, could be some, uh, uh, you know, salvage some things for Team UAE. They could potentially be second and third on the podium. That's, you know, that's worse. Uh, that, that's better than nothing. Um, but look, I think. Um, I, uh, and I'm going to say this, and of course, uh, I've known Alan Piper for a very long time, raced with him, and certainly have been around him for a very long time. Uh, he, he, that is, to me, if I look at Tadej Pogacar the last two years, I mean, let's be honest, and the facts will bear out, right? What is the difference the last two years? We saw a rider that was so dominant that everybody said, all right, well, I guess we're all racing for second for I don't know how long, five, six, seven, ten years. He's lost the last two tours. What is the difference, right? If you look, you look you, the team is strong. Uh, the management is is the same. The equipment is the same. What's the difference? Alan Piper's not there. Alan Piper is, and you, George, you rode uh, on teams that were led by Alan Piper. Yes. I did not. I only I only hear stories from your, yourself and others. Even the old, the, the great Sean Yates, um, way back in the day, would talk about just what a presence Alan was, how smart he was, how how tactical, and how he approached the sport. Uh, he's not in Tadej Pogacar's life anymore. In, 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 the, in the role that he was when he was so special. If I'm T, Team UAE, I'm looking at this going, feels like it's time to call Alan Piper. <laughs> this is, Johan said basically the same thing yesterday. That is the key yeah. missing ingredient. And look, I mean, we, we ran into his directors, uh, Pogacar's directors at the start of Tour of Flanders, Johan and I, and the, one of the first things they said is this guy wants to win every race he enters. And, not, and we're, we're talking, he won tour, like, as a fan of the classics, um, you know, and, uh, I think his season has been absolutely amazing. Obviously, it's a disappointment that he is now in second place for the Tour de France not and, and barely holding on to podium. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. But let's not forget, he also won races like Ruta del Sol, like the first races <laughs> oh, yeah. he entered. Not only did he win, but he dominated from the first race that he entered, right. which, by the way, in today's... 
17th stage of the Tour de France, nobody remembers that or right. nobody cares. Right. I mean, we were talking early season. What was his win percentage yeah. in terms of days that he started and victories? I mean, it was some. Cra- it was something that we have never seen in cycling. JB, you're you're you know you're one of these old school. You watch all these old movies, you know shit like Sixteen Candles and yeah, and uh, uh, you know Pretty in Pink and you know probably yeah. watched Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. Right, what yeah. Is, Where is, are we going? You with got this? the karate. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Karate Kid. What was the guy's name? The Japanese guy that would that was uh, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Miyagi all right. Yeah. So uh, it's fine. Look, um, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Um, uh, to me, Alan Piper is Mr. Miyagi. It is great that you have an athlete and a rider and a champion. Wax on, like, wax off. And, and, and patience, grasshopper. It's Show great. me, paint the fence. Yep, yep. Yep. See, I knew you had. <laughs> did you watch it again last week? We should all watch it. Tonight. Show me, sand the floor. But it is amazing. You want a champion like that that just, that just says, put the numbers on my back, let's go race. But at the same time, whatever, with all due respect, to the Ruta del Sol and the da da da, da and the, the classic. No. Daddy Pogachar needs to win the Tour de France and he needs a Mr. Miyagi, which is, I think, Alan Piper, to say, listen, you can, by the way, he can race those races when he's, the kid is young. Go do that stuff when you're 28 or 29 and you're probably not, or you may not be able to win the tours anymore. You can still do that then. It's Mr. like Miyagi. If, you, if you get, finally get one of those coveted, 22 seats in an F1 car. You don't do anything else until that is run its course. Yeah. I mean, are these guys out racing, you know, supercross in the off season? No, no. Well, I mean, let, let's not, let's not discount the importance of winning races like Tour of Flanders and Amstel Gold Race. There's still massive, For the sure. biggest one day races in the world. Um, but yeah, a team like UA, they're all in for the Tour de France. But but it doesn't seem as though they acted that that way throughout the season leading up to it. No, I, we had one conversation the, that backs up your point. We were talking about how young these riders are getting success, and and even said Pogacar knows he needs to get these classics while he's in this prime because we don't know who's the next twenty one, twenty two year old right behind him. We yeah. did have that conversation. Well, yeah, I, I mean, after after winning the tour. Two times, uh, it, it seems like anything less than that is going to be a disappointment for a guy like Pogachar and his team. And, and if you ask him tonight, um, was it worth it? Right? If you could, if you could analyze the season and maybe, of course, it's easy to look back. Um, would you have done anything different? I think he says yes. I don't think so. He he said it actually. Johan mentioned the other day. He said his biggest goal of the year was to win Tour of Flanders. Right. Well, which I kind of like. I mean, it's a, a, a race. There's no no other one day race that is hard as the Tour of Flanders. You, you, look. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. You're paid millions and millions of dollars not to win the Tour of Flanders, right? It's to win the Tour of France. I promise you, right? When you when you look at the team and, and the, the sponsors, this is the race they care about. I'm just saying. I, and I the love the total. Tour. I would, by the way, I would have loved to have won the Tour of Flanders. It was my favorite classic. But, but, but the total number of global eyeballs yeah. on this race. Is yeah. It? It's a, yeah. You can't beat it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's keep talking about it. I, I, a few more thoughts as well on, on Pogachar, And of course, as we said, uh, <laughs> just a lot of racing left to go um, in this very, very difficult tour. Uh, today's show also brought to you by Huckberry. Huckberry is building the future of retail for active, adventurous guys. Where style and adventure converge, millions trust them as their one-stop men's shop for discovering and shopping well-crafted products. And also, I was, JB, I showed you this. I've, oh, I could have sworn I spotted George on the rest day. There was their Instagram post today was this 
was this dude doing like some high dives off this big thing. And so I thought maybe George snuck up the pass and was like jumping into the punch bowl. I thought yeah. that might've been you. <laughs> we were pretty high up at our buddy, Mike Closer's cabin, yeah. uh, but now I wasn't jumping off anything. <laughs> what we've done with Huckberry, we, we went around the table here, myself, JB and George, and we just curated a bunch of cool stuff that we thought was um, our favorites and we put them all together. Uh, you can find that stuff over at Huckberry. That's H-U-C-K-B-E-R-R-Y, huckberry.com slash the move. Um, and as we said the other day, you know, JV's got a bunch of stuff that is very different than George and I. So go check it out. They do sell a lot of cook cookware. There's a lot of knives. Yeah. And yeah. Just, grills. Yeah. It's awesome. Like if you like, like I would love, like every year, one of my New Year's resolutions is to learn how to grill. Like if my life depended on it. I couldn't grill a steak. Oh, there's. there's is that do just, you have a, a man card I can just hand over <laughs> here now? You can't uh, grill. George, is, how, how's that? How's that tooth? The tooth is. Uh, tooth, George has a tooth infection or something. He yeah, said. I had some. I had four Advil today in my antibiotics, so I hopefully, hopefully on the mend. But it was hurting bad last night. Uh, but other than that, you're sleeping okay, or <laughs> other than that, I'm sleeping like a baby. Yeah, but outside of the tooth, it's got to be a hell of a life. Just stress-free, no, no, you know, nothing to worry about. Y'all can imagine my stress level working with this man for so many years. Can only say it hasn't been easy. Really? <laughs> yeah, but the feed sent me this new mag- magnesium drink called Pillar. I love it, and I use it every night. And it's working for you. Yep, I'm sleeping great. Is that the? I, I thought I saw you drinking it. The, the pineapple coconut drink. Uh, I took a little swig off of it. it. It actually tasted pretty good. Yeah, it tastes really good, and it's only a dollar a night. I know you like that, George. <laughs> George loves the deal. I love only, the deal. Only a buck a night. So if you want to sleep stress-free like George, head on over to thefeed.com slash themove and get 20% off Pillar. And use the code over there, themove. This, this company's from Australia. By the way, whenever I'm in Australia, like... I, I, we go down, you were just there. I was unfortunately just there for, uh, <laughs> for a whole nother thing. Uh, but, but on my way to do this thing, like I just, like I connected through, um, Sydney and then I, uh, connected through also Adelaide, but like just walking through the airport and like, uh, it's just a different experience, right? The Sydney airport, Adelaide airport versus, you know, LaGuardia or DFW or O'Hare. I'm like, damn. These people have it figured out. Like, it, I don't know. I was just like, shit, why don't, no wonder they sleep good down there in Australia. Well, have you walked through LaGuardia lately? I heard they it's did completely a completely re- re- no. redone. It's amazing. No, no. Yeah, very impressive. No. Uh, last one of the day. And of course, our presenting sponsor this summer, HVMN, uh, j- just crushing the ketone IQs. Um, uh, HVMN launched the first drinkable ketone in 2017. Ketone IQ is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. Ketone IQ delivers clean fuel that can cross the blood-brain barrier, supplying your brain and body sustained energy, mental focus, and sharpness. It is no wonder that HVMN supplies ketones to most of this Peloton that we've been watching every day. Also, Ketone IQ is available uh, nationwide in Sprouts. You can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at hvmn.com slash the move. Yeah, I think we need to go back to, again, another crazy start of the race. There was groups everywhere. The TV motorbikes couldn't even, couldn't even keep up with the amount of groups there were. A breakaway of 30-something guys went away. But for me, what I, th- I find is most interesting, not only does Jumbo have two, Jumbo have two super strong guys in the breakaway with Tiz Benut and Kelderman, but they kept the breakaway within three minutes of the whole time. Uh, just basically Wout Van Aert. 
Covering uh, the front and the back. Covering the front and the back. Uh, these guys are just unstoppable right now. And they're then, they're but, dominating the, this Tour de France. But then had some help from Enios. They had some help because there were some GC guys in yeah. that breakaway. Yep. Yeah, with uh, Yates and um, Pelo Bilbao. Pelo Bilbao. So pressure on the podium, that yep. podium spot for for Enios. Of course, uh, as it played out, um, it, it it wasn't to be. He's now slipped down to fourth, and and Adam Yates up into third. Of course, still a lot of racing left. But um, we we talked about this either yesterday or the day before. There's going to be these little people have interest, whether it's fighting for the podium, fighting for Team GC, even fighting for top ten that we could see. You see it on, we'll see about tomorrow. We're fighting for a stage win. Oh, they they got to go back to their sponsors with something. I mean, yeah. the one that sticks out is Quick Step. I mean, if, if you're Quick Step, boy. This they're is... in the breakaway again. They're making the breakaways with Philippe today, but they're not making it to the end. So I think there's a little bit of stress going on at that camp right now. And, and, they, have, and they don't have Jakobsen for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you think they should have kept Mark Cavendish. Yeah, yep, I would agree. <laughs> I do too. So let's talk about tomorrow then. What sprinters are left? Uh, it looks like, you know, uh, Phillipson could sweep all these sprints, yeah, which would I, be a hell I, of a tour. I mean, I don't know what the guys are going to talk about on outcomes, but you, I think you're crazy to to bet against him. He's still got a team that can that can keep the race together, and he's going to have help. There's, there's other teams that are going to have to contribute. Um, I think we do see a field sprint tomorrow. Well, let's not forget they've they're they just a lot of these guys had two days off with um, the time trial and the rest day, so that's one of the reasons one of the reasons why today was so aggressive because some guys had relatively fresher legs. Mm. But I suspect the same thing is going to happen tomorrow because there's there's teams come, becoming super desperate now to get a stage win. Uh, to get some TV time. So I don't think it's going to be that easy to control tomorrow, to be honest with you. I think that these guys are going to be tired, and there is there is a possibility the breakaway will make it. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. From the Jumbo squad, we did see Wout was one of the first to peel off. I have to think it's because he's targeting tomorrow. That guy, I mean, he's been so close this whole tour. tour and Yeah, but I, I couldn't see Jumbo. I wouldn't. I'd be shocked if I saw Jumbo controlling it for, or even help controlling for the sprint. I mean, they got they got one one job right now, and that's just to protect Jonas. So, and then, and, and at the same time, they're not they wouldn't want a sprint just because that adds to the danger. Like that, it adds the X factor that Jonas maybe gets caught behind a crash before three k to go. So, if it was me, the last thing I would want is a field sprint uh, to, to to relieve the stress off of my guys for tomorrow. And and uh, speaking of tomorrow, um, I, I just want to say. Uh, it, it's been great watching the tour with y'all, right? Uh-oh. 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 Something bad is about that. <laughs> I'm sort of – look, uh, Jonas, let's be real here. Jonas Vingegaard has seven and a half minutes. The race is over. Um, but speaking of tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is, is the first round of the Open, right? So uh, my boy Ricky Fowler is a great friend, is, is back on top of his game. Uh, just won a couple of weeks ago, coming in um, uh, to the Open hot. And, and uh, of course, we have the time difference, right? Just like we have with the tour. So I'll show up for the show, but y'all just let me know what's up. I mean, the, the bike race is over, but let me know. May, I'll just look at the show notes, but I, I, most of the time I'll be watching golf. Speaking of this seven and a half minute lead, today when Jonas attacked and he's going full gas, looks like maybe he's even going to catch the leader. You're like, oh man, I don't know if he should be doing that. You want to elaborate on that or not really? Um, this is, is this the new LA? Well, it's, 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 it's an LA that, uh, 
is 52 years old. And, and I know, and I did, I, I woke, look, yesterday's performance in the time trial was superhuman, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I say that, and when I say superhuman, look, I, I don't ever look at these, it's not my place uh, to, to weigh in certainly on this uh, with, with regards to cycling. But when I say superhuman, I just mean amazing. When other people say superhuman, they say it's not possible, mm. right? This is, and, and I lived uh, um, through all of this through my career, and, and, and we all know the story, so I don't need to try and justify it or defend it or change it. Um, but th- those, I woke up to, to uh, social media posts, I woke up to articles where people said this is not possible, this isn't natural. And again, just reading them, I have no interest in chiming in on that. <clears throat> but I know what it is like when those questions start. And I know uh, in hindsight, again, 52 years old, so if I could go back 20 plus years, I would, I would do certain things. Now, there are ways to, um, uh, to, to, to not pour gas on those fires. And, and by doing, and if I were with Vingegaard, look, there, as soon as Pogachar was dropped, uh, the tour's over. And, and there's no, uh, he had two, one or two teammates with him. He had a couple teammates up the road. He was safe. And, I, and I, as I watched it, I thought, God, and I don't know the kid, but I don't want anybody to have to, uh, um, you know, put themselves through what I did. Uh, of course, self-inflicted, but uh, it, would, it will only add to those questions. Yeah. And, 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 and I would advise him when it's clear that it's over, stick with your teammates and, and just get to the finish line. So old L.A. would have wanted to murder his competition. Just step on their throat. As much as possible. In fact, 2005, we had a seven-minute lead uh, with two stages left to go. And Lance is retiring from cycling. He goes, come on, boys. We're going to make everybody suffer on this this meaningless second-category climb. And Johan's like, yeah, that's a great idea. I know what, guys, what the hell? We're like three and a half, three weeks in the tour. Lance is winning by seven minutes. Now we want to make people suffer. And I just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm sitting up. And you guys made fun of me because I did not jump on to this day. Um, but it's funny now <laughs> that your attitude has changed. And you're thinking, you know what? He's got the lead. Just protect the lead. And, um, you know. Those, those questions will come and, yeah. and continue to come. And there's, and, and um, look, it's, uh, uh, it's fair. For, I think it's fair for me to sit here 20 plus years later and, and reflect. But it's also fair to, to acknowledge that um, uh, as mild-mannered as Jonas Vingegaard seems, there's some killer in there, right? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a champion in there that, has d- to be. that wants to step on people's throats and, and stay stepped on it. Um, but if you could he just... Was, even this, though he was the defending champion coming in, he was treated like an underdog for the entire year. Well, he, even on this show. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. yours truly. So, but I, if, if, not that I will ever be in this position, but just a little tap and a whisper, like, you know what? You got this. And there were, by the way, there were folks who told me that back in the day. And, and when you're in the moment, you, you don't hear it, you don't want to hear it, and you ignore it. And so, uh, but it catches up to you. Well, not and, only and by the way, we're not, this is no statement or no uh, a judgment. Uh, we're not physiologists. And, and, and I have personally, I'll just say this, and I want to be really uh, clear about this. I have no interest in getting into that, um, yeah. that rumor mill at all, right? I'm here as a fan uh, to watch the race, to talk about the race. Um, and that's none of my business. I'm a fan of uh, in- innovation in the sport, and there's no doubt Jumbo has the most money, uh, the the best trainers, uh, some of the best equipment. Um, so I think they're elevating the game in terms of technology. How can technology help uh, improve their riders? And 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 last thing I will say, because I just I just I, I don't want that to sound when I just said that's none of my business. 
it isn't any of my business, but I don't want that to come off the wrong way because I can just hear all you people. Oh, you know, but no, um, uh, if the sport has gone through a change, this is, this is the strongest statement I'll make. If the sport has gone through a transformational change and, and everybody is behind this and we trust it, then trust it, right? The testing is in place. The longitudinal stuff is in place throughout the season, then, then you got to trust it. Stop sitting around and trying to discredit somebody when, when there's nothing there outside of exceptional performances, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust that and just sit back and watch the bike race and go, shit, that was awesome. Well, I can tell you, having been in media for 30 years, the writers are going to go for the clicks on on being suspect writers, writers, the writers, writers, the writers. That's just, that's how this unfortunate state of our industry, they're going to go for that click. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, one thing we missed earlier, we have to play was Pogacar's uh, post interview. This one particular moment in the post interview that you have to hear, uh, he's very direct. Right. (laughs) Hey, how are you? Fucked. <laughs> I'm dead. Feels like we should bust out the swear jar again. Yeah, he even said, he owes us 20 bucks. He even said that on the radio. They uh, broadcasted his feed to his team. And, you know, I think about that. They're going, they're thinking they're going all in to try to get some time back. And then at the bottom of the climb, he's like, I'm dead. Like, just go. So they have to sort of change their whole strategy and say, Adam, you need to fight the case. Stay up there for podium. We might lose second spot there with Pogachar. So you got to keep fighting. Just imagine the, the stress going on in all of their minds. And even for Pogachar being a past winner of the Tour de France, when you hit that level of being empty at the bottom of a climb, that's got to be the worst feeling ever because you just can't get out of it, especially on a climb. Um, so chapeau to him for holding on to his second place. And what a great job by Solaire to pace him throughout the, that whole final climb. All right. And they better be calling Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yep. If uh, I really, I mean it. I mean it. This this jumbo team is organized. A chance up for grabs to win a brand new Ventum NS1 complete bike just by playing along with our trivia. Doesn't cost you anything to enter. Just play. Yesterday we asked who was the only person to run a sub four mile and complete the tour. We had talked about that earlier this tour. It's Michael Woods. Yeah. Okay. Today's question is who was the first American to win the Tour de France? I imagine most of you will not need to Google that one. Uh, send your answer to trivia at VentumRacing.com, and we'll be giving away that bike on Sunday. Could have some young fans. Right? True. Yep, anyway, true. true. Yep. Yeah, you can do whatever you need to do to look up, find the answer. <laughs> send it in. Just send it in and get entered, okay? Uh, a couple of questions for you guys real quick. This might be fun. Are there riders in the tour that like to talk crap to other riders while racing? Or are, are they mostly respectful? Uh, any riders that are pranksters? Um, love the show. And happy 50th to George. Thank you. You're, you're yeah, more tuned there, into this Peloton now. You know, there isn't that much trash talk because there's just so many different nationalities. In fact, I think I heard today that 11 different riders from different countries have won stages in this year's Tour de France. So wow. think about it. A lot of... You know, our typical trash talk that Lance and I would do would definitely get lost in translation if we did it with somebody else. Um, so I don't think there's that much trash talk going on in the Peloton. How do you tell, like, a, it's like you're American. How would you tell, like, a Russian guy that um, you, you you need to lose five pounds? <laughs> uh, yeah. That, do you know? No? Okay. No, probably wouldn't. 
Uh, Todd writes, why haven't we seen a team time trial in many years? When I first started watching Tour de France, it seemed to be a staple of every edition. I miss the power, speed, and drama no, of watching the team work together and get the fastest four across the line. Amen, Todd. Amen. I, 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 for the life of me, I don't, under, I, I don't understand um, uh, the time trials are diminishing, right? We've, we saw this year uh, a total, it's a grand total of 22 kilometers over the course of three weeks, which is not enough. Uh, of course, it was enough to make a big difference, but you need more individual time trialing in the tour. But you also, and I'm not saying it should be every year, but I think four out of five years, you should have a team time trial. And, and for the really, uh, for the main reason is that people love it. People love seeing, of course, in our day and age, we did it with nine guys. Now the teams are down to eight. They love seeing eight guys together with all the technology working together and, you know, and of course, in our day, they were long. These were long. They were hard. And they were guys that literally couldn't sleep for a week because they knew they had a team time trial coming mm -hmm. up. Guys yeah. like Tricky Beltran and Harris and other, you know, pure climbers. I mean, this scared the living shit out of them. But as a fan, you said that it, it, it's so beautiful to watch. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess the, if, if I wanted to play devil's advocate is... Uh, you know, in our day and age, it also counted for individual GC. So anything we gained as a team and some of these Panacucan teams, you know, like Kelme, like uh, Uscatel, we would put five minutes on them. And, and I and put a bunch of guys in the top 10 too. And, and <laughs> of course, and then you put a lot of guys out of the race. And so uh, you could look at it that way. There's ways to get around that, I think, but I think people love it. I, I, I think well, it should I be a part what of the, I, Well, what I think, is cool about it is amateur racers can relate to it. And even your club riders that go do a century ride, yep. they practice it. But if you get a windy day, they practice doing a pace line. So yep. seeing the best of the best do it in the world is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's really gone away in the sport of cycling. I mean, back in the day, we used to have a, a team time trial in the Olympics. That's no longer around. And mm. so, I mean, maybe it's just gone by the wayside, but uh, I, I love the event. And I think, I think the fans do too. Okay, one more uh, here. Uh, living in Park City, Utah, we sure do miss the Tour of Utah, especially since seeing so many of the same riders competing in the Tour de France. George, do you think there will ever be another stage race in the U.S., uh, having seen you at Utah so many times? That's from Chris. Well, you'd hope so. I think uh, we're unfortunately we're struggling in terms of uh, providing big races for a lot of our successful uh, pros that are racing in Europe. They have no, they have no races anymore. Back in our day, at least we were able to come back for the tour of California, um, then come back after the tour for the tour of Utah. Uh, before even when Lance was racing, we had the tour of Georgia. So it's a shame we don't have those races, and uh, I don't know the answer to that question and whether or not they're coming back. But we'd love to see them back because it'll help uh, grow the sport here in the U.S. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll wrap this up. If you have a question, only just a few more shows remain, but uh, the move at we do dot team. Shout out to Allison Tetrick. I didn't know, of course, that right after we wrapped this show on Sunday, we've got the uh, Tour de France uh, fam of Egg Zwift. Uh, I didn't, she sounds like she had a, a, a bad crash uh, just recently. So I saw her post. I said, geez. Um, but she's, she's on the mend and, and she will be here uh, soon. Of course that, that starts Sunday with her and, and Mari Holden, but um, best wishes to Allison. Mm. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow for stage 18. And uh, y'all have a good day. Bye.